Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. We're going to jump into uh, the book of John chapter 15 together. And, uh, and uh, so we're going to talk about being plugged in. Uh, being plugged in. Uh, maybe you've gone on a uh, family camping trip. You know, probably most people have done it maybe at least once in their life. Not everybody. You know, some people like camping, some don't. But you go out into the woods for a period of time, may- maybe a couple days or maybe a week, and uh, with the no electricity, no running water, none of those kind of things, and, and you kind of rough it, right? And uh, so after a day or two, especially in the world that we live in now, you, you, you finally get tired of not being plugged in, you know, not having, not having the capability to get onto your phone and check Facebook or do something like that. Uh, and so you just don't have that ability. And so we, we tend not to function very well without power sources in our lives, especially in po- postmodern America. Uh, I don't know, maybe you feel that way spiritually, I'm not sure. Maybe that's how you feel at this point in your life. Maybe you don't feel like that you've been very connected and you need to be able to plug into the source. We have to ask ourselves, though, occasionally, am I plugged in to the source? Am I plugged in to the source, the source that really matters? And in our passage here, we're going to look at Jesus teaches about staying plugged into the source, or as he puts it, he says, to remain in me. And uh, look with me here in John chapter 15, verse 1, and this is what he says. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And so, you know, you could sit there and talk about that for quite a while, uh, that, that he's, he is working on us. But you go into verse 3, he says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Uh, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So we know that we need to stick it out, that we need to be plugged in to the source. We need to be plugged into Christ. So to remain, into, to remain in Christ or to be plugged into Christ, you must draw on his life. You must draw from him. And that's what we're doing this morning as we come together as we, we get into service together, as we open the Word of God together, and we, as allow, uh, we allow Him to speak to us, we're plugging ourselves in, uh, and we understand that the branch doesn't have a source of life in itself, does it? No tree branch, no, no uh, grapevine has a source in itself. It has to be attached in to the, to the main trunk. And we have to ask ourselves the question, where have we been finding our source lately? What's been your source lately? Have you been depending on him through prayer and faith? We have to look over here in verses 5 and 6 to see what the Lord says here. Jesus says in verse 5, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
But then he, he goes on in verse 6 here, and he says, if you, do, if you do not remain in me, you'll be like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. And so the last thing that really any of us want to be is tossed aside. We, we don't want that in our lives. We, we don't want to be tossed aside in the sight of the Lord. We want to stay connected with him because we know that there is life there. And, and honestly, that's, Jesus doesn't want that either. The Father doesn't want that. He wants to stay connected to us. He wants us there with him. And he made himself available for you and I. To be, our, to be our source, but not just a source, the source, and a daily source of that. You know, Jesus says here that he is the vine, he, he's the life-giving source for the person who is his disciple or a follower of Jesus. And the Father God is the one who takes care of the cultivation. He's the, uh, as it says in uh, one translation, he's the vine grower. He's the one that takes care of that. And he prunes faithful, uh, faithful branches, and he cuts off the non-producers. And you don't, uh, don't you want to be a producer of fruit? You know, we, we all, I don't know about you, but you know, we usually don't start off with with uh, with the biggest apples on an apple tree, right? Usually, as a tree is growing, it's got to be pruned to make it produce better fruit as time goes by. And when we start out as a new follower of Jesus, usually our fruit isn't the best. Uh, fruit right off the bat. It takes a while. It takes some pruning. And God works in our lives that way. He prunes some things off. He adds some, adds some things into our lives. And we have to just be willing to allow him to do that. We want to be fruit producers, right? We want to be people who produce something good. Let, let's look at a, quick, a few quick things here. Jesus gives two great invitations in the New Testament. He gives two great invitations, and really the first one is, Come to me. Come to me, all ye who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, right? That's an older version. And then he says, Remain in me, and that's what we see here. He says, Come to me, but take part in, in my life. And then he says, Stick it out with me, remain in me. House yourself in here with me. So some, to people who, without faith in the world, who are looking for life, Jesus says, come to me. He says, come on in. And that's really our first step in following God and uh, serving Jesus. And, and this is that first step. But uh, the, the first step is really hearing in some sense, right? It's being willing to listen. I'm not sure about you, but sometimes uh, we can be not the best listeners in this world. And we have to be willing to step back a little bit and listen. And, uh, and that, that's an important thing. We all have to make the choice of faith as we, as we listen to the Lord. We have to choose to follow him. So the people who really have already come to Christ, they've found themselves in him. Jesus says, remain in me. Stay plugged in. In other words, stick it out and depend on me. And it's easy to stay, uh, to stay or say that Christ is your life, but what are you really depending on? I think for each of us, even myself, I have to ask myself that. I think we all should be able to ask ourselves, what is it that I'm really depending on? Is it the government around me? Is it my friends that I'm depending on? Uh, is it, is it uh, something else? Is it just the church itself? 
what, what am I depending on? We have to ask ourselves, is it my job I'm depending on? You know, all of those things, those are questions that we have to roll through and allow the Lord to speak to us and help us to clarify who, what we are depending on in our lives. It's really important because sometimes we think it's one way and it's another way. So Jesus started to tell his disciples to remain in me not all that long after he told them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Wasn't all that long because that was in uh, John 14, 6. Uh, in fact, Jesus also tells his disciples to remain in me not long after he told them this. He said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor or comforter to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And that comes out of John 14, verses 16 and 17. So we need this comforter or we need this counselor uh, in our lives. We need him to be able to work in us. The Holy Spirit, that's who he is, uh, that he's our counselor and he can keep us on the right path. Uh, and it's something that we have to have and we, we know as followers of Christ that the Spirit of God has sealed us. We've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise that he's there inside of our lives. Really, it's no different than if you were standing at a street corner. So you come up to the street corner, and you're there with some friends, and you get up to that place, and you stand right at the edge, and you kind of look one way, and you forget to look the other way. And you start walking, say, hey, nobody's coming. Well, there's a car coming this way, and you start walking across, and your friend that's with you, Oh, grabs a hold of your shirt and pulls on your shirt and say, wait, there's a car coming. Uh, and I, I, remember, I remember a time when I was at, went to East Africa and uh, for the first time, and there in Uganda, they actually drove on the opposite side of the road because they picked that up from uh, England. And so it was a little crazy. Uh, you had to look the opposite way. You know, you know, when you're going across the street, you're looking for the car coming on this lane from this way, right? But that way, you had to look this way. It was confusing. So crossing the street was crazy. But the Holy Spirit is like that person that speaks into our life, maybe, and they tug on our shirt and say, look, uh, don't cross the street. There's a car coming. I care for you. I don't want you to be smashed on the road. Uh, I care for you. And so Jesus said over in John 14, verse 26, these words, he said, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. And I, I like this part. He said, And will remind you of everything I have said to you. See, Jesus moves on into John chapter 14, verse 30, and says, I will not speak with you much longer. So the Holy Spirit, our counselor, reminds us of the words of Christ. Well, we understand why he wasn't there all the time. Why? Because he gave his life on the cross. He was risen and he ascended. The scripture teaches us. He ascended and he sat at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. So we know he's doing that. That's why he's not necessarily walking around with us speaking to us. But the Holy Spirit himself, the Comforter, he is available and he is here and he is inside of us to be able to guide us. And when we start to walk across the street and we don't look both ways, he pulls on us and say, hold on. He guides us. 
It's a simple way to remind us that, that he does that in our lives. And that's why we need to be able to stay plugged into the source. If we're not plugged into the source, we're going to dry up and we're going to wither, like Jesus said, without being hooked up to the source. You know that rain was great this last week. Uh, it's a little strong, but I'm not going to complain too much. The rain was gr uh, great. Why was it great? Because our source was drying up. Right, we, we were losing water, and there we had a whole bunch. And I think it's a perfect picture for us. We had a lot of rain this spring. But that when it, when it stopped, it stopped. And there were dry patches starting up in people's yards and different things. And so we needed to stay plugged in. We needed more water, and when the rain came, it was good for us. We, we needed that. And that's the way it is for us as followers of Jesus we need to stay plugged in to our source. If we don't, we're going to shrivel. We're going to die. We don't want that. So, so Jesus here, he, he was preparing God's people to stand firm after his crucifixion and after his ascension to be with the Father. And he's helping them to realize that God was the one who gives them the ability through the Holy Spirit to stay plugged in. So what your source is will determine what you live for. What your source is will end up determining what you live for. We all have to step back and, and, and face that fact. If, if a person who tucks his Bible under his arm on Sundays and says, I believe in Christ, he's the source of my life, but in their life they, ne they neglect their relationship with the Lord uh, and, and they give their best energy to everything else aside, from allowing God to speak into their life, then they're going to shrivel up if they, if they focus on everything else. And you know, we live in a busy world, right? It is interesting, and I think it was good for us in some sense. Don't misunderstand me, but during the time of COVID, uh, it, it helped us to be able to step back a little bit and recognize that sometimes we need to slow down and listen. Sometimes we need to be willing to slow down and listen and that's an important thing for us. And so as followers of Christ, we need to be able to do that. We need to recognize where our source is. And I think a lot of people made some adjustments because of that. Some for the good, some not for the good. But I think for us as followers of Christ, we need to recognize that, that we have a source, and that is Jesus. And, and, and here again is the place where we have to apply what we believe in our life and apply it to our lifestyle. Not only say it's God's word that settles it, uh, you know, or that's God's word, I believe it, that settles it. And some will say it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than just belief in that sense. It's got to be faith to the point of being a doer of the word, right? Being doers of the word and not hearers only. We have to be able to step beyond where we've been in the past. See, Jesus Christ is the only sufficient source of life. Jesus himself gives us life and all the things that we need for the fullness of life. Actually, the apostle Peter wrote it this way. He said in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that uh, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So God provides for us everything we need. So he is our source. 
He gives us perfect uh, love and forgiveness. He provides those for us. He's a constant, unfailing companion in our lives. And, And Christ is the only perfect and sufficient source of life. And it's through him that the fruit comes out of our lives. Sometimes we try to grow the fruit on our own. It's all fine and good, but ultimately we need to allow him to be the source in our life and let that fruit come out of the life that we're living in him. One time when I was working on a a computer, uh, I I tried to print a page for my computer and for some reason it wouldn't work. Uh, I don't know how many times this kind of thing has happened to me, you know, uh, and you get on and you're trying to print something, it won't work, it won't work. And I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I bought this computer uh, at one point and I plugged it in initially. And uh, so it should still be working, right? The printer should still come up and should print what I need to print. And then I start stepping back to think, oh, you have to plug the thing in. So, you know, I plugged it in when I first got the thing. Uh, but, but I have to keep the thing plugged in. And so then I come along and I say, okay, yeah, I had to plug the thing back in and then the printer starts functioning. I know a lot of them are wireless now, uh, and so they don't always do that. But even then, sometimes they lose that wireless connection. Uh, and so you still have to be plugged in. We have to make sure that we, we stay connected to the source of life. We need to be able to be plugged in. And the only way we can draw power from the source is to be connected to him. We need to continue, continue. The second thing is, is to remain in Christ, you must value his word. You must value his words, the things that he says, the teachings that he gives to us. And look at what Jesus said there in John 15, verses 7 and 8. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And this is to my Father's glory that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. That's such a powerful promise that actually comes with that, uh, that being, staying, remaining in Him. He gives us this powerful promise, whatever you wish, it will be given or it will be done for you. Now we understand that we balance out the Word of God for what He says in, uh, throughout the Scripture. Uh, and sometimes He says, hey, this isn't my will. I'm not going to let you go that direction. Sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no, sometimes he says later on. Uh, And we understand that, but we still have this promise, right? We have this promise, and we need to take him to his promises, and we need to uphold our side. What does it mean to have the words of Christ in you? That's a question for us. One, One of the basic meanings of the Greek word translated remain is to stay in a certain place or to be at a home there. So Christ is saying, if you're going to remain in me and draw your life from me as your source, you need to find, you need to have that place, that, that home for him in your heart. And, and really, in some sense, that heart and that brain need to connect, right? We need to be able to allow not only what we believe in our heart to, to guide our lives, but we also need to allow it to affect, affect how we think so that we can live out our faith and so we can bring glory to his name and then bear some great fruit. I dare to say that every person here has certain parts of the faith that you have down pat. 
There's some things that you know you know that it's not an issue for you and you practice it. You, you walk it out every day. It's not an issue. And it, that's different for every believer. Uh, each believer is a little bit different. We all come from different backgrounds, different scenarios. We face different things in our lives. And for you, your, your struggle may be fear. And for, because of that, you, you haven't yet put those words of Jesus into practice. And, and you haven't recognized that a scripture talks about fear not, I'm with you. And look at the sparrows, how God takes care of them and those kind of things. Others may struggle with things like anger or, or worry or being disrespectful to others. And maybe there's some things that and nobody wants to raise their hands on that, Right. No, but, but maybe, maybe you're, you walk through some of those things and, and you have to allow the Lord to help you with those things. See, everybody struggles with little areas in their life and that's why we need to allow the Lord to help us. That's why we need to allow him to step into our lives and that's why we need to stay plugged in. Staying plugged in. We have to do it. I guess you could look at it this way. You, you, have you heard that the nose, is, the nose and the ears are two of the things that uh, grow for your whole lifetime? It's like, uh, I've heard people say that. It's like, that is the weirdest thing in the world. You know, uh, that, that's one thing that grows. It's kind of funny to think about it. Your legs are the same size. Your arms are the same length, you know, after you become an adult, usually. That, that stuff usually doesn't change very much, right? We don't usually get any taller. We may get a little shorter or something, you know, uh, those kind of things. We understand that. But, but here's the farm fact for you, right? The farm fact is, is when you go, yeah, I'm sorry, you got to put up with me. The, the, the farm fact is, is that if you're going to judge a cow and try to tell the age of the cow, you look at the cow's nose. Because the, cow, the cow's nose, a young cow's nose is na more narrow. And an older cow's nose is wider. Now, I'm not saying anything about people. <laughs> Maybe I already did. But hey, <laughs> uh, and I'm not pointing fingers either. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. Don't worry. So what does this have to do about growth? What are you talking about, Pastor Mike? Well... We're always growing in certain areas of our lives. We're always growing. And there may be some areas in our lives that we haven't grown the best that we could. And the Lord can help us, and that's where the pruning comes along, right? He comes, al comes along and he steps into our life and he prunes and he helps us. Remember, he's not mean about it. That's the great thing about God. He, he's a gentleman. He, he's not mean or crude about it. He tries to help us. And that's a pruning process that he walks us through. One person's personality may be bent towards greed, and God continues to work with them in that area in their lives. And another person may, there may be laziness, and the Lord is always pressing them to grow in that area so that they can do what they need to do. So there's so many different things. And for another person... They may be dealing with gossip. That may be their thing. And so they have to get some correction on that. They have to allow the Lord to bring some pruning. It's going to be different for each and every person. And that's why we can't always point our finger and say, well, look at that person. Well, that's why we step back and we recognize we're all growing. We're all growing. 
And we, we need to be able to remain in his word. We need to stay connected to Christ himself. And he, really, he's speaking here to each and every one of us and through his word. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And this word needs to stay in us. One of the ways we keep God's word in us is through regular reading and study. We've got to get in the word, allow it to speak into our lives. That's why we come here as well. We gather together. One, to worship together, to worship the Lord, and then to allow the word of God to speak into our lives as well. But, but there's another way, too, is also through prayer and praying from the word of God. It can be a powerful thing as we pray the prayers in the word of God. Ultimately, remaining in his word is to do what he says. That's the toughest part, isn't it? Because we can memorize scripture. We can do those things, and it is important. It gives, it gives the Holy Spirit something to work with, right? And he can remind us of some things, and that's why it's important to, to uh, memorize. But, but ultimately, it's about applying that to our lives, and every one of us have to work on that one. It's a daily battle, isn't it? I would love to come, stand up here and tell you what, that it is not a daily battle. It is a monthly battle, once a, once a month, we step into a fact where we need the Lord's help to, to assist us in, the, in a matter. But the fact is, it's a daily battle because we live every day and we need the Lord's grace and we need his guidance and he's always uh, helping us. We have to be able to respond to his word. What are the thoughts and ideas that are at home in your mind and heart? What are those things that are sitting there? Unless our minds and hearts are filled with the thoughts and truths of the God's word, all kinds of, of foolishness and junk can be setting there, delusion or deception. It can flood into our lives. We don't want to just stay clear and open with nothing in there. We want something good in there, right? We want the word of God in our hearts and our minds. We have to be able to respond to his word. We know that Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or hearing by the word of Christ. And faith comes this way, but we must respond to what he said. I'm sure there are, there are uh, that many came to hear Jesus and they sat in the crowd, uh, but never really acted in faith. Wouldn't you say, if you've read, if you've read the, uh, the gospels, you could tell that that's the case, Right? When you read through and you, you see the Pharisees, sometimes some of them acted on the word and the Lord touched their lives. Uh, so, uh, and some of the teachers of the law, some of them acted on the word, but there were some that did not. We know that. And they were just there to see how they could get back at the preacher, right? To get back to Jesus. Uh, and so, but we want to be able to respond to his word and, and to remain in Christ. You have to depend on his love. If you heard the message earlier, we know that he loves us. And we know the scripture teaches us that as well. There's no question about it. John chapter 15 verse 9 uh, tells us this through Jesus. He says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. Jesus reveals two things in, the, uh, uh, in this incredible love that he has for us. See, the love of Christ is a powerful force uh, in the life of people. And if you look at these two elements of his love quickly with me, you'll see what I'm saying. First, we see the amount of his love, how, how deep it is, how deep and how wide the, 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 
uh, his love is, as he says there in verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. So Christ's love doesn't only come from himself. It, it, It did that. If it did, that would be sufficient for us. But he shows his relationship to the Father and how God the Father has loved him. And so Jesus in turn loves us. We know what he did for us. He did something that no one else could do for us. He gave his life on that cross for us, for you and I. What While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That's what Romans tells us. That's what he did for us. You can't do it. There is no ultimate sacrifice besides that. There is no other sacrifice that is higher than that. That is the top of the line because what Jesus did is he showed his love for all mankind. Not when we were his friends, but when we were against God, when we were ungodly. It's a powerful thought. Then we find the means of Christ's love is He says, now remain in my love. Stick it out. Don't let anything shake you, seduce you, or chase you, or move you out of the love of Christ for you. Stay there. If if you have to fight spiritually, stay there. Do it. Stick it out because God has a plan for you. If a person wants to stay in a friendship, they must be able to depend on the love of their friend. They must stick it out with that friend. And others may come along and whisper in their ear, Uh, that they really don't care for you. In some cases, maybe that is true. But you must be willing to figure that out. You must be willing to discern. But it could be that the whisperer is trying to push you away. And sometimes he does that with people, doesn't he? He tries to push people away from being connected or remaining in Christ. And Satan loves to chase people away from the love of God and don't let him have a little foothold. Don't let him, don't let him in. Stay in there with Jesus. You already have that relationship with the Lord. If you put your faith in him, then stick it out with him and allow him to continue to work in your life. The fourth thing and final thing is this, to remain in Christ, you must do as he says. That's the harder part, right? That's the the hardest part is being doers of the word, not just hearers only, but doers of the word. We want to be doers. Now look what he says there in John chapter 15, verses 10 and 11. He says, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. So if you happen to keep my commands, (laughs) he said, if you keep them, If you keep them, you will remain in my love. And he's relating our connection to him and following through with the follow through that he did with the father. He followed through with the father, didn't he? And then he says in verse 11, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. I think that's great. Joy. Where does joy come from? Joy comes from following the Savior. It comes from follow through, uh, following his word and allowing him to speak into our lives, allowing him to work 
in our lives and that our joy can be complete. Are we lacking joy? There's a place that we can get that joy. There's a place that we can get that joy in Him as we stay connected. Our obedience really displays our love. The obedience that comes from love for Christ results in a deeper relationship with Christ. And how do we do this? Well, Jesus said, uh, said this. Let's go to John 14, verse 21. Uh, I don't think I have that on the screen for you, but it says, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So we understand that love is a big thing when it comes to our relationship with God, but we also understand that that means that following through with His commands is also a big thing. Saying, hey God, uh, you know, I do trust you. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this, Lord. I'm going to do what you're asking me to do, Lord. And why? Because we love him too, because we care and we know that he cares for us. Jesus even tells us that he will return his love to those who love God the Father. Although Jesus loves us simply because we are a creation of God, he also reveals, he also reveals a love that is reciprocated back to us, back to the person who displays their love. And that's a big thing. I think that many times we don't think of the Lord in this way, but, but he, will, he will always love us no matter what. But sure, this element is true, though, that, but remaining in him and doing what he says show that we have overcome our will to do something else. He's continuing to prune our lives, isn't he? He's continuing to prune our lives. Why? Because he loves us. And he wants us to bear fruit. And he wants us to become stronger. And he wants us to stay well connected to him. Your follow through tests your faithfulness. Now, don't misunderstand me here. I'm not saying just, uh, I'm not saying that, uh, that uh, salvation is by works. Because we know that's not the same either. We, we have to balance out from what the scripture teaches us for uh, we, we understand that faith is not, uh, we're not saved by works. But we do those works out of love for God. And we're, we're following Him and serving Him. But we do that, understand this, your, your, your follow-through actually tests your faithfulness. It tests for all of us, right? And that's going to be different for each one of us. Like I said, our personalities are different. And what we are prone to do or not to, the Lord is going to challenge us in those areas. And the bad fruit of disobedience does not come from, uh, the, from roots that remain in Christ, but our disobedience is at root and unwillingness to remain in Christ and to find life in Him. So we don't want to stay in that place, do we? We want to find our life in Him and make those adjustments daily as we allow Him to speak into our lives. Why do we do that? Because we love Him and we care. We know what he's done for us. He's done more than we could ever even imagine by giving his life on the cross. And I'm not sure where you're at in your faith or in your walk, but I want to encourage you this morning to stay plugged into him. Maybe, maybe you've been plugged into him, but you just really have kind of been like my computer, right? And you, it's like, it's like, 
I plugged it in when I got the thing and put it in the office. But uh, when it's unplugged, I, think I let it get unplugged, and then I can't even print anymore. I think we have to make sure that we're staying connected. Yeah, we understand that, that we come to faith in Christ, and we put our faith in Him, and we, we turn to Him, but we need to stay plugged in. We need to, to depend on His love and then follow through with what He says and asks of us. Don't only be a listener to God's word, but be a doer and apply it into your life. We all have to find those ways to apply it. We all have to draw on the depths of his love and enjoy uh, the extent of his words as he teaches us, as he, he, he uh, guides us in our life. Are you willing today to say, Lord, I want you to guide me. Lord, I'm willing for you to cut off some of those branches in my life that are in my way and in your way. Are you willing to be able to say that in your heart between you and the Lord today? And if you haven't come to that place where you've really said, you know what? I haven't trusted you as my Lord and Savior. But today you can say, this is the day. Lord, I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you. Open your heart to him. I'm going to pray right now. And why don't you talk to him personally? Say, God, I'm willing. I'm willing to allow you to prune this stuff out of my life. I'm willing to follow you. Let's pray. Father, we recognize that you have sent your son to us so that we might have life and that we might have life more abundantly. But Father, we also recognize that you have called us to remain in Christ. That you've called us to stay plugged into him. Father God, may you help us as we yield ourselves to you this morning, Father. And God, we say, yes, Lord, you, you can prune in my life. Lord, prune those things out of my life that get into your way. Maybe, maybe it's not listening to you in the right time, or maybe it's going another direction when I want to go in another direction. But Lord, I, I yield myself to you. That Father God, that you may prune those things out so that we can follow your plan. We give you thanks in Jesus' name.